Are you ready to uncover the secret behind streamline project execution? And watch this, enhance organizational efficiency? Look no further. Welcome back, family. This is your boy, D. For all you smart and intelligent folks out here, listen. That just simply means it. I'm back with another one, family. Today's episode is entitled, What is Project Management Office? Again, what is a Project Management Office, or what we call PMO? Let's get into seven points. You know how I do seven, and I'm out. First point, strategic alignment. One thing that the project management office uh, does is it aligns all the organizational goals, strategies, and it acts as a catalyst to help, watch this, project managers deliver successful uh, projects as well as it creates the value that is required to make sure that, you know, because the PMO has an ability when a project is being submitted to ensure that it is creating value for the organization. Let's go to point number two. It standardizes process. Okay, now let me, all right, let me explain this right here, family. Um, one thing that uh, uh, an effective and a successful PMO does um, when it comes to standardizing process, it partners with the project managers and uh, project coordinators and, and program managers. Reason why it does this is because, the, and now I'm talking about the PMOs or the project management offices that uh, are very successful. Uh, and success to me defines is that you are giving your project managers, your program managers, and your project coordinators the necessary support by partnering with them. I've seen PMOs where they don't look to partner. They look to dictate. They look to um, tell you what to do instead of instead of partnering with them. Uh, instead of partnering with the with the resources, like I mentioned, uh, the project project manager, program manager, and project coordinator to understand what's out in the field. See, one thing I loved, I was reading um, um, Sam Walton's uh, book about how he built Walmart, and what Sam what Walton would do, he would go to his competitor stores and understand kind of what the lay of the land. Uh, was matter of fact, here's a, even a better one. Uh, there's a show that man is one of my favorite shows. I said uh, one day I I will do that. So mark me here. It's called Undercover Boss, and the reason why I love this show is because the CEO of the organization goes down to uh, he 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 gets dressed up and and you can't you know they they put makeup on him and everything like that where he can't be recognized. And he goes into some of his facilities or, you know, locations, his brick and mortar uh, locations that he has. And he works just like a regular, you know, employee with no status except a team member. And what he, what, what he or she learns along the way is so amazing. And they start asking questions like, why is this not information being communicated back up to me? And I use that, I use that quick story to, um, to really outline a point of how important it is for the PMO as well as the, the project managers and program managers and, and project coordinators to be really working together as one. Like, um, and this leads me, I guess I could go into point number three, This because this will help with the resource optimization. 
you know, by having a, a central area for project resources and coordinating their allocation for uh, to make sure they're optimizing the best resources for each of the projects, it, it minimizes the conflicts of the potential outcome project outcomes. So that's why it's important, family, of when you are or if you, if you have a PMO, you should be contributing to the PMO. It's not all the PMO's responsibility and accountability to really partner with you all the time. And what I and let me explain what I mean by that when I just told you, hey, a lot of times you don't see that partnership, but you have to step up and when you notice something um, within, let's say, uh, let's say you're leading a project and you notice uh, something that keeps reoccurring and you're like, man, this will be a good, um, a good process or a good system to put in a place to help other project managers. You should pitch that to your PMO. So I do hold the program managers, project managers, and coordinators, project coordinators accountable for speaking up. Because if you can't, if you don't speak up, the PMO is not going to know because they're not leading projects. They're creating the standards and and they're as I as I've described before and making sure you have the proper resources in, in place to help that you can have a successful. Project project. Point number four, knowledge repository. When you have an effective PMO, they serve as a repository for project management knowledge, a central area for lessons learned, as well as best practices. See, they have the history. They have the historical data on, they should, on every project that has been led within the organization. And if, if, if they do it correctly and do it right, they'll have some of those artifacts that which you don't have to recreate the wheel, you could just leverage those particular documents. Let's go to point number five. Point number five is quality assurance. Yes, let's check in, let's check out and check in and see what is going on here. Meaning they set quality standards and best practices through the project life cycle. And what this does, you know what it helps a project manager do? It helps that project manager be more consistent in the delivery of customer satisfaction to the end uh, for the end customer. Point number six, governance and compliance. We're talking about compliance. Yes, you need to be compliant, family. I know you want to go off and do it your own way and do it, you know, outside of the box, which sometimes you have to. You may have to break a couple rules, and I mean that ethically because if you are a PMI, if you have your PMP, CAPM, or any certification like that, one of the one of the oaths you took is to have ethics. So when I say break the rules, meaning sometimes you have to speak up and say, hey, we can't run this as a waterfall project. This we have to we have to use a framework of a of scrum. We can't use the methodology of waterfall and you have to have the courage to stand on it and show them, hey, well, give me an opportunity. Give me 60 days. If it doesn't work out, I'll go to your waterfall uh, methodology. But the PMO really cr establishes the governance of frameworks, policies and procedures to ensure that you have compliance within the regulatory requirements, industry, uh, as well as the internal guidelines. Point number seven reporting and visibility. Yeah, this makes a lot of project managers <laughs> nervous when they have to report, especially program managers when they have to report up is because of the fact of, remember what I talked about in a previous video of being transparent, 
if you want to be exceptional, be transparent and walk into whatever, walk into that red project, walk into that yellow project and, and be fearless. Because a lot of times we have the fear that, oh man, they're going to talk to me crazy. They're going to say, you're not doing your job. You're not doing, and let all that go. Because regardless of the fact, if you can point to your risk register, if you can point to your issue log and what you put in place to ensure that this doesn't fester on or doesn't continue on, that's your, that's your proof, that's your evidence, your risk register and your issue log with having strategies in place for both of how if the risk actually happens, how you're gonna address it. And now that the issue has, now the risk has become an issue, what is the approach as well? So again, the PMO really provides a comprehensive project reporting offering stakeholders as well as senior uh, management and executives visibility into the project progress, your risk, your issues, as well as the performance. And this also can really help in, in informing um, decision making. Uh, I use something what is called a RAID log. Uh, it's a powerful artifact. RAID log stands for risk action items, issue, and decisions. Um, and reason why I like using this Ray log is because I can log my decisions in there when things happen. I can log my action items, risk, as well as um, issues. But keep in mind, here's the caveat, family. It, with your risk and issues, make sure you're st still logging them in the risk register as well as the issue log. I know it's extra work, but you're exceptional. We're not going to do what the 98% is going to will do. We're doing what the 2% and, and, and um, higher is doing. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. This has been your boy ED. This has been another amazing video. Thank you for joining.